For success, attitude is equally as important as ability. And a great website, Walter Scott. I am back and I'm so excited for this episode. I'm so excited to be back. I needed to take a little bit of a break because I needed to listen to my mind and my body and just slow down a little bit into this new year. But I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to bring you this episode. We are talking about a very important subject for your business today. Probably one of the biggest things right behind just starting your business and getting all of the legalities in place. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Stitch for Success podcast, where we are teaching business and life lessons that will help you launch, grow, or scale your creative business. I am Monica Allen, and I'm a wife, mom, daughter, entrepreneur, author, friend, lifelong learner, and host of this podcast. For over eight years, I was stuck in corporate and dreamt of escaping. Creating a side hustle with just $700 and having taken the leap over 15 years ago, we have since grown multiple six-figure and seven-figure brands. Being an entrepreneur for over 18 years has afforded me many successes and a few failures. I want to share those with you so you can grow and be successful in your business. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Become Your Own Boss Planner. If you want to set goals around all of the important areas of your life and actually get them done, this is the planner for you. It is an undated planner that you can get started on at any point in the year. You can get yours at becomeyourownboss.school. Again, that's becomeyourownboss.school. Let's crush these goals in 2022. As I said earlier, I'm so excited to bring you a new episode of the Stitch for Success podcast. Today, I have a person that I have had the opportunity of getting to know really well. She is helping me get my personal branded website together, which will be launching soon. And I thought that her knowledge is something that we as small business owners or solopreneurs need to know. Starting out in public relations, taking a break to raise two kids, And then getting back into her career, she has become a powerhouse when it comes to web design. Helping women tackle and create websites that best align with their brand and business so they are able to convert more sales. Today, I'm interviewing Ruth Ann Bowen, founder and CEO of Wix Design Her. And though her platform, her primary platform is Wix, she serves us with her knowledge of finding a web designer, determining the best platform for your business, and so much more. I want to share this episode at the beginning of the year because this is a great time to think about if your website needs a refresh, a reboot, better SEO, or a new, easier-to-use platform. So take a listen to my conversation with Ruth Ann. Ruth Ann, I'm so happy to have you join me on the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm a listener and now I get to be interviewed. Yay! Yes, I love it. So tell us, what made you start your company, Wix Design Her? Well, it really was birthed out of a passion to help female entrepreneurs who really struggle with technology. I really like to be able to help them understand the back end of their website, which is why I use Wix. And I know we'll talk about that in a little bit, but typically my ideal client comes to me and they're very frustrated because they've tried to DIY their website and they could even be using a very 
simple, easy drag and drop platform like Wix, but it's still confusing to them. So they get in there and they try it, but they're, they get to the point where they're just pulling out their hair. And that just breaks my heart because I don't want them to be frustrated like that. I want them to be able to focus on the money-making aspects of their business. I come in and I literally check website off their list. I take it off their plate and I'm able to deliver to them the website that they need for the business that they want. Typically what ends up happening is a lot of female entrepreneurs will start their business. They know they need a website. They're working on a budget. So that's why they're DIYing it. But then when they get in there, they realize that they're in over their head. And that's scary. They're able to call me and say, hey, look, can you just do this for me? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. That's what I do. That's how Wix Design Her was born out of my passion to help female entrepreneurs make sense out of their website. I love it. And I can tell you, I have been there on multiple occasions. One of our businesses, my husband built the website. He did a great job. He had some other people help him with coding and all that stuff. But on a couple of my solo projects, I've done some website things on my own. And yes, I get very frustrated and then I'm over it. And I don't feel like I'm actually running my business. I'm spending time on the website. So thank goodness for people like you, Ruthann, (laughs) who want to get in there and tackle that. So let me ask you this. Of course, some people would say that websites are dead and that you just need a good landing page and a funnel. What would you say to that? Well, landing pages and funnels are great for your goal. If your goal is to sell something, let's say you have a course or a book or whatever it is that that you want to sell, that one main thing, landing pages and sales funnels are great for that. But when it comes to learning more about who you are as a business, one landing page doesn't suffice. Over 70% of people visit websites to research. And what they're doing is they're comparing you to your competitors. Let's say we have person A that's shopping around for a website designer. There are plenty of website designers out there, but typically the journey that people will take is they will not just visit my website, but they'll visit like 10 other people's websites as well. And why is that? It's because they're researching. They're trying to find out who is going to be the best fit for me. And with a landing page, the whole goal of that is to get you to buy. It's to get you to get click that button to purchase whatever that is that landing page is about. The website, when you land on a website, you've got your home page, your about page, your services page, a way to contact you. It's a place to showcase your entire business, not just one thing that you're trying to sell. And it's really important to understand the difference because if you're using your website expecting landing page results, then you're going to be frustrated. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. If you're using a landing page expecting website results, you're going to be frustrated. So you really need to understand the goals. Each one is different. They're each a different animal. So it really depends on what your goal is. If you really have something important that you're trying to push through, maybe you're, you have a course that's coming up in a month and you really want to drive traffic to that and have your sales funnel for it, that's great. That's what you should do. But if you're wanting to get your business online so that people can find you when they're searching for you, so they can research you, and yes, so they can buy from you, obviously we want them to buy from the website as well. 
But it's a place where they can see your personality. They can see your brand. They can find out more about who you are as a person and as a company and making sure that you're the right fit for whatever it is that they're trying to find. I love that. You brought up some very good points there. And I want to circle back where you mentioned they're looking at your competition and looking at web designers. Me as a person, say I'm looking for a web designer. What types of questions should I be asking when I'm deciding on either a platform or a designer? Oh, great question. Yes, I love talking about this. I do a lot of clubhouse rooms on this too, by the way. So things you want to look for. Well, number one is you really want to click with the designer because you're, it's like a marriage. You're going to be working very closely with that person and you're going to be spending a lot of time with them. And personality wise, you want to make sure you're a right fit. Find a designer that you're comfortable with and whose style matches the style that you're looking for. Here's a perfect example. I had a lead who came to me and they were a comic book design company and they wanted a website for their comic books. Well, my design style does not suit a comic book company. I was able to say, you know what? I'm not going to be the right fit because I know I'm not going to be able to deliver the, the style of website that you're looking for. Getting back to that research part of what's going on, look at their work and make sure that they're able to design in a style that you're attracted to or that you're looking for for your brand. That's very, very important. Now, that's not to say that a web designer, let's say you're a church, a website design agency site, and there's no churches in their portfolio. Still talk to them because that's not really what you're looking for. You're looking for someone whose style can best represent your brand. And if you feel like that designer can best represent your style, then they're probably the right fit for you. Making sure that the personality of the designer or the agency that you're choosing is a good fit. That's number one. Number two, obviously that they can work within your scope of budget. You want to make sure that, you know, there's design agencies that will charge tens of thousands of dollars for maybe the same type of work that a solopreneur could charge less for. You know, there's different reasons why different agencies charge what they do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, larger agencies have way more overhead. They have employees, they have rent, they have electricity, they have utilities. They have a lot of things that they have to take into consideration to cover those costs in your website design proposal. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a freelancer or a solopreneur who doesn't have all of that overhead can charge a little bit less simply because they don't have the same expenses. So take that into consideration as well. The budget that you're working with, the type of agency that you want. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is making sure that you hire an agency that can deliver a site that's going to convert for you because that's really why you're hiring them. You're hiring them because you want a professional design that's going to help grow your business. Make sure when you do your interview and your due diligence that the person you're speaking with, you have the utmost confidence in that they'll be able to deliver a site that's going to grow your business. And so how do you determine that though? Are you looking at previous their previous history mm-hmm. with companies? Sure. Are you looking at statistics they may or may not have? What are, what are we looking for with that? 
Right. So when they're talking with you about previous clients that they've worked with and can share their success stories or case studies, that's what you're looking for. You want to make sure that when you're talking with them, you ask the question, hey, do you have any sites that you can share with me? You know, not specific numbers. Obviously, that's not fair, but just some success stories of people that you've worked with and example sites that we can take a look at to see how they've grown from your website design. Okay. Another question that I have is, as a small business owner, what questions should we ask ourselves around deciding on a website platform? I know you, of course, know Wix backwards and forwards, but I know there are other platforms. How do we decide on which one would work best for us? Yeah, great question. These are all great questions. Wix as a ba- in the back end is a very easy drag and drop platform that was designed specifically for the small business owner, freelancer, entrepreneur who didn't have time to learn coding. So they took the whole coding aspect out of the learning curve for a business owner. When you hop onto Wix, which it's free to open an account, you just go to Wix.com and sign up and you can get in there and you can see all the different templates that they have. You can start playing around to see if it's a platform that you feel like you would be comfortable using really super low barrier of entry because it's free. So you can just hop in there and see if you're comfortable with it. There are other platforms that are a little more complex. WordPress is a little more complex. The way I describe the difference between WordPress and Wix is WordPress is really like the Microsofts of the world and Wix is more like the Apples of the world. It's a different part of the brain. A lot of developers like to use WordPress And remember, there's a difference between a web developer and a web designer. A web developer is the one who's going in and doing all the coding and all of the intricate figuring out of all the things that go on from the coding perspective. The designer is someone who's working through and solving a problem, but making it look good. So there's two different things. You can have a really great web developer who's totally not a designer. And you can have a web designer who is totally not a developer. It really comes down to what is it, what functionality is it that your website needs? Do you need a fully coded website to function properly for your business online? Or are you able to just hop into Wix and use one of the templates or hire a Wix expert so that it's done right? Because there's a lot of things that go into a website besides just how it looks. You really need to know what the functionality is that you're looking for for your website. Now, that's not to say that Wix cannot handle really complex things because it can. There is coding available on Wix, but I'm talking specifically to that small business owner who is not a Coca-Cola, is not a Nike, is not the Mercedes of the world where they need like super high functioning coded search capabilities and all that kind of stuff. I have found, to be honest with you, Wix is a perfect platform for the clients that come to the small business entrepreneur clients that come to me. I rarely run into a case where I would say, go to another platform. It has happened. It has Mm -hmm. happened. I'm not going to say it never happens because every once in a while it does. But for my clientele, Wix is the perfect platform for them. And that's why I use it. Gotcha. And I'm I'm super excited to definitely begin working with you on my Wix website. I do like the drag and drop feature. 
because I need I need it to be simple for me. Yeah. So I don't spend a lot of time working on the website and not actually on the business. So I do appreciate that. I'm super excited. And I'm so glad you described the difference between a web developer and a web designer. I never really thought about it before, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense. What yeah. types of questions are you asking your clients to make sure that you can meet their needs? I actually have a whole website questionnaire that I send people through for the custom sites. Things like, what functionality are you looking for? Do you want people to book from your website? Are you hosting events? What style are you looking for? Are you looking for a modern, sophisticated style? Are you looking for something that's fun and colorful? And what is your branding? What's your logo? We start with the basics to build that foundation of where what I need in order to get the site started. Typically, when someone has their logo all finished, that's the starting point for me. When they don't have a logo, it makes it a little bit harder. We're able to work around that with a text logo, but it really does help to have the logo solidified before we start launching into the website design because we take our design cues from the logo, making sure it stays consistent with the whole branding of the business. That's very, very important. You want to make sure that your website stays in the same branding theme, mood, feel as the rest of your business from a logo perspective. So yeah, we ask all kinds of questions. It's a pretty, it's I think two or three pages long and I can't remember all the questions on there, but it's information that we're looking for in order to deliver the best site for your business. If you want a copy of that questionnaire, I'm happy to send that to you. Yeah, that would be great. I can put it in the show notes and that mm-hmm. way people can, you know, take a look at it and maybe contact you through that. Or if you want them to yeah. contact you first to get to get it, that may be good too. So we'll make sure we connect that in the mm-hmm. show notes. That'll be great. Is there something that we should be looking out for? Like, kind of take caution when we're exploring the development of our website. I'm often like scared to make the wrong choice. Yeah, a lot of people are. And let's face it, it's an investment. And sometimes it is scary. That's why doing your research is very important. And that's why social media can be a big help because as you send out those posts, as you're doing clubhouse rooms, posting on LinkedIn, all the different areas, That's just another way that you can get to see what would it be like to work with this website designer. Perfect example. I had someone reach out to me. She scheduled a call and I didn't know who it was. And when we get on the call, I always ask people, oh, how did you find me? I'm just curious. She had been following me on Instagram and she said, I've been following you on Instagram and I've been watching your posts and you just seem like someone I would I would like to talk with about this. It just, you seem like somebody I could trust. Mm -hmm. You want to find someone you can trust. That like, know, and trust factor is huge. And go with your intuition. So if you're having a discussion with a web designer and you just get that thing in your gut where you're just like, I don't know, I just, everything they're saying sounds great. I really like their work, but you got to go with that gut check. If the gut check is telling you don't do it, then don't do it. Keep doing your research. So the research aspect is really, really important. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I had that recently happen with a PR firm that reached out to me and it was just something about it that just didn't feel right. I mean, everything sounded good, 
but it just didn't feel right. I said, no, I'll pass. Yeah. (laughs) And that was probably the smart thing to do. We have to listen to that intuition. It's guiding us for a reason. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. So one of the things I love about hosting this podcast is I get to not only talk about, talk to these experts on different things, be it websites and financials and all of that, but all of these people have businesses too. So Ruth Ann, how's your business going? How's it been since 2020? Oh, since 2020. Oh, it's, that's an interesting question. And I get it a lot because of the shift that literally the marketplace made from brick and mortar to all of a sudden having to be online. And I think what happened was for a lot of small businesses, it made them realize the importance of search engine optimization and and the importance of having a really good representation of their business online, i.e. their website, because that's the only way people could find them. For myself and the web design industry, we did see an uptick because most people who hadn't touched their website in a really long time were all of a sudden very concerned. <laughs> so f- since 2020, business has been good. I, I can say that. And thank, thank I thank God. I'm a spiritual person. I thank God that he has blessed it in that way. As a small business owner, I also know not to put all my eggs in, a, in one basket. And so not relying on a trend to sustain my business. (laughs) You don't ever want to rely on a trend. So making sure that I stay consistent with my social media presence, my SEO, keeping my SEO going, my email marketing. I preach this all the time. Your email list is the lifeblood of your business. Because as we found out a few weeks ago, Instagram and Facebook can go down. And then what do you do? How do you connect? How do you communicate? So you have to keep that email list brushed off. You want to keep it up to date. Yeah. So, so business has been good and I'm really excited. I, I continue to get leads from multiple places, which is another thing that I encourage small business owners to do. Make sure that you have all of your channels leading back to your website. Have you seen an uptick of new businesses? The reason I asked this question is because I know that there's hiring. Everyone's hiring. So my question is, where are all the people that aren't filling these jobs? Have they started businesses? So I'm curious to know, have you seen more new businesses rolling out and needing websites? Yes. In a short answer, yes. The majority of clients that come to me are women over 40 who are starting their own business. They're coming out of corporate because of the pandemic, a lot of them because of the pandemic have either lost their jobs or they've realized they like staying home. And so they're making a pivot and they're switching. I would say a good 70 to 75% of my clients are in that basket. A female entrepreneur will call me. I just finished doing some market research for my own business and I would say 95% are in that category. Over 40, starting their own business, coming out of corporate. They might be going through a divorce. They might be pivoting for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But that is the trend that I am seeing for my own business, is that a lot of these women are, they've had a dream. 
They're tired of the grind of the nine to five. They're ready to go off on their own for whatever personal reasons they have. And that has been the majority of sites that I'm building right now are those people, are the women who are breaking off, starting off on their own thing, doing their own thing. And, and again, those are the women that I love to help. That's my sweet spot. Yes. Any small business, but particularly those, because when you think about it, you know, women who are 40 and above, they didn't grow up with a computer in their, in their face. Right. So the technology aspect for a lot of them is very concerning. And so they don't want to get in over their head, but they want a website that's going to best represent their business, their new business, because they know it's important to put your best foot forward. So we design a really beautiful website that is best representative of their brand so that they're able to go forward and kickstart their business with something they're proud of. Because one of the things that I do hear a lot from people, for people who have been in business for a little while, maybe a few years, and they started to do their website on their own and they don't like it and they're they're ashamed of it and they're embarrassed by it. And people will say, I'll ask them what their domain is and they'll tell me, but then they'll say something like, but don't really look at it because I haven't touched it in a long time and it looks really bad. (laughs) So if you're saying that, you need to contact me. (laughs) Yes, it's time. It's It's time time. for a a reset, a reboot. Yes. No, that's good. And I, I really wanted to ask you that question because I feel that, you know, I haven't had an opportunity to find a lot of these people. I did run into one lady in my store and she said that she's like, I was laid off after COVID or during COVID and I don't want to go back to work. I really want to get my business off the ground. And, and then she just made me wonder how many people are there out there like that? And I figured you would probably be a good person to ask because you have to have a website. If you have a business, there's just no getting around it. I'm sometimes baffled to find companies that don't have a website to this day. I don't know how you do it and grow your business. Well, and then that's why they get frustrated because they're not growing. And I do want to say this too, on that topic, a Facebook page is not a website. (laughs) A lot of people just rely on their Facebook page. That's not a website. It cannot do the same things that a website will do for you. So yeah, and I get extremely frustrated with Facebook because when I'm trying to find something mm-hmm. or if I'm Googling and the only thing it takes me to is a Facebook page, it drives me nuts because I can't find out the information that I'm looking for on it. Yeah. And I get frustrated. And I move on. So yeah. you're losing you business research. that way. Yeah. You can't research the company the way you want to and get the answers that you're looking for. Right. Which brings us to another good point, Monica, because if you don't know your ideal client, then your website's not going to convert the way you want it to either. So you really have to know who your ideal client is, what their pain points are, and what solutions you're providing for them. And a website is the best way to answer all of that. Right. Definitely. Your ideal client is very, very important. And, And, you know, sometimes with small businesses, My first business, it was very easy. We were very niche. We still are very niche, but sometimes it can be difficult to figure out who your ideal client is. So you do have to take some time to figure that out. So you can build a website that attracts them, pulls them in. You know, they want to linger there and get to know you better, get to know your product better, you know, 
The goal is for them to purchase something. <laughs> right. Yeah. To yeah. buy, to press to buy. buy. You want them to push by. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I was thinking about our conversation this morning and I was trying to think of an analogy of how to explain to a small business owner who maybe thinks they don't need a website. What would, what would I say? And I came up with this. When you're going on vacation and you want to find a place to stay, you want to stay at a really, at a nice hotel, right? You know what your budget is. You know about how much you can, you can pay, you know, how, how, what your total cost would be. And let's say my business is the hotel that you're going to find. The journey that you're taking to find that hotel, that's called SEO. The search engine optimization part is when you're going online to find the hotel. That's the online part, right? Right. So if I'm that hotel, I know that I want to give you the best experience possible for your budget. Now, we all know there's all different levels of hotels. We've all stayed in very, very nice resort hotels, and we've all stayed in the crappy hotels where the water's leaking and the bedspread looks like it's from the 60s or whatever, right? Yes. So your website is that hotel. Your website is the destination. And how do you want your guests to feel when they land on that website? Mm. Your marketing strategy is the journey, is the map. Your marketing strategy is what's getting them there. But when they get there, where are they living? Where are they staying? How, what's the experience like? Are you giving them a resort experience or are you giving them the outdated, haven't touched it in a while, old bedspread motel? Scary. Hotel. The scary yeah. motel. The scary experience. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As a small business owner, you want to be giving your ideal client that resort experience. Because what happens when we go stay at a resort? What do we do when we're done? We go back and we tell our friends, oh my gosh, I had this fantastic experience. The vacation was great. They treated us like royalty. They even put mints on the pillow at night. Like it was fantastic. We tell people. Right. When we have a bad experience, we tell more people. people. Like, don't ever go there. It was horrible. Like I'm warning you, stay away, stay away. You don't want people to have that reaction when it comes to your website. So as you're approaching your website build, as you're doing your due diligence and you're researching, and as you're putting all of the pieces together, in the end, you want to have a website that is that resort experience where people are engaged, they're attracted, you're building that like, know, and trust, and they want to come back. Because remember, they are researching you and everybody else, but what do you want? You want them to come back to you. You want them to have that memorable experience on your website so that they go, oh man, you know what? I looked at all these five other people and man, hers was like spot on. It totally Mm -hmm. spoke to me. I feel like she'd be a great fit for me. So I'm going to reach out to her. That's what your website is supposed to do for people and then get them to push Bye. At the end of the day, that's what we want as business owners. We need for them to do that because we have to stay in business. So give them that resort experience. Definitely. I like that. The resort experience. That's what we're going to all work towards the resort experience. So I have one more question for you, Ruth Ann. What has been an obstacle or challenge that you've had to face that makes you stitched for success? Ooh, 
Ooh, an obstacle or a challenge. (laughs) As a small business owner, I think I have the same challenge that a lot of small business owners do. And, And this is why I relate so well to my ideal client. Gaining that visibility sometimes is a challenge because things are constantly changing. Understanding the SEO aspect of my customer's journey has been crucial for me. And I know I I have an SEO package actually that I can do with people, no matter what platform they're on, by the way, the SEO package is not platform dependent. But that's, that's a challenge, I think, for most small business owners, because we are small businesses and the web is huge. And so how do you raise above the noise? My business is no different than anyone else's industry. There's competition. So figuring out the best way for my business to gain those leads and get those sales, for me, sometimes that can be the challenge. Now, I have been overcoming that. I'm my own success story. So (laughs) I'm happy to share that with my clients and do that for them and get them found better. But I think visibility is is a huge challenge for a lot of small businesses, especially the ones that are just coming out of the gate that don't have any type of online history. So here's a reality check. If you are a new business and you're just starting out with a brand new website with a brand new domain, getting to page one of Google, unless you're hyper niche, you're just going to have to pay the ads. Because the organic SEO is not going to get you there. Understanding all of the things that need to happen. That's why you hire a web designer. I'll just be honest. That's why you hire a web designer because they understand what needs to happen on the back end from a design and functionality perspective in order to get your website to where it needs to be. A DIYer does not have the time to learn. It takes years to learn sometimes years, multiple years, the web designer that you're hiring, you're not hiring them just because they can put a pretty website together for you. You're hiring them because they understand the mechanics of what goes on under the hood to get you a website that's going to grow your business. It's not just a plaque you put online. It's designed in such a way that it's going to take your customer through a journey to push by. That's why you hire the web designer. And so speaking of that, SEO, search engine optimization, you help with keywords and making sure that's on the website to hopefully get them yes. up the line a bit. Even up the line a bit. Yeah. yeah. We, what it is, is a package to help improve your on-page SEO, your physical on-page SEO. So we're going to look at your keywords and the keyword phrases. We're going to look at page titles, descriptions, talk about backlinks. And at the end of that session, it's a 90-minute deep dive. You'll get three pages of information with your keywords and phrases and what you need to do to best optimize your website for improved SEO, for sure. Improve it. It's not a guarantee to get on page one. But what happens is a lot of DIYers don't understand the, the SEO aspect at all. And so it's hurting them because it's not set up right on the pages themselves. And so we go through that and make sure you get your on-page SEO optimized as best you can. But your marketing strategy is really what drives your search engine optimization. So driving the traffic to your website is very, very important when it comes to SEO. Okay. 
Got it. So speaking of that, how would people best get in touch with you, Ruth Ann, if they want to find out more about, you know, optimizing their website, building a website, all of the things we've talked about, how should people reach you? Yeah, that's, I love that question. <laughs> so anybody can reach me at my website, of course, which is wixdesignher.com. So wixdesignher.com. And that's where you can find anything and everything about the services that I offer from custom website designs down to support. I also have support packages as well. So if you're struggling with a Wix website and you're DIYing it and you're pulling your hair out, then let's talk because I want to help you. I want to help you stop pulling out your hair. (laughs) Yes. We want to keep our hair as long as possible. That's right. As long as we can. Well, Ruth Ann, I'll make sure that I link to your website in the show notes as well. I really, really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to chat with us about our websites and how we can make them better. Thank you so, so much. Oh, Monica, thanks for having me. It has been a pleasure. I'm super excited. Me too. Thank you. Thanks. I want to thank Ruth Ann for joining me on the podcast. You can find her information in the show notes if you'd like to get in touch with her. I will keep you all updated and let you know when my personal branded website launches, monicaallen.com. I want to just reiterate the importance of not only having a website, but also having a website that is easy for your customers to use and purchase or get in touch with you. I learned a long time ago that you want to reduce the hassle map for your customer and you can start at your website. You can continue that process with how you process their order or you render your services, but it starts with your website. Your website allows your customers or potential customers to check you out 24-7. And I love having a website because it is pretty awesome to wake up in the morning to sales and money going in the bank. That being said, if you don't have a website, but you have a business, you need a website. You've got to have a website. I often am curious about people who don't have a website. Even if you're a restaurant and you're local to your community, you should have a website so people can check you out. Um, I think that's very relevant today because people have websites so you can order food and have it delivered. But whatever your business is, you should have a website. Even if you don't sell stuff on your website, people should be able to check it out so they can find out more about you and your business. And if you already do have a website, but you know it's kind of stuck in the early 2000s, it's time to refresh. You need to make sure your SEO is up to par and that you're actually reaching the people that you want to reach. As always, thank you for tuning in. I am so glad to be back. I am excited about next week because we will talk through some new business decisions that I have going on and I cannot wait to share that with you all. Please subscribe, rate, and share the podcast with a friend if you haven't already. Thank you so much for listening and have a great one.